Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Good evening. If you would like, you can turn this way, and if you're hiding behind the gong, you can move to the third line behind there and get a better uh, face-to-face encounter with me. When Shakyamuni Buddha was about to pass away, his disciple of some 40 years, Ananda, in tears, cried out to him, Master, what will we do? without you. And the Buddha answered in verse. And this verse, Atadipa, is how we begin our morning service, which we will do tomorrow. But I thought it would be nice to use this for my talk this evening not because I'm about to pass away, although we never know, but because it has such a beautiful teaching for us, especially as we are in the midst of this introduction to Zen weekend. So if you will, those of you who don't have it memorized, please open your sutra books to page two. And those of us who are familiar with it will use the melody that we have been taught by uh, my Dharma grandfather, Nakagawa Soen Roshi, who came back from India having seen this verse on the lid of a box containing the Buddha's relics and having heard it recited in song there. So let us do this together. Atadipa. Atadipa.
beloved disciple and all of the assembly who had gathered around. Atadipa, you are the light. Don't think the light is somewhere outside you. Don't think you must depend upon someone else to realize this light. You are the light. And sometimes in Pali, Deepa is translated as island in the sense of in the stormy seas of samsara, there is this island you yourself are this place of refuge. So when we hear you are the light, what comes up? Anybody? If I say to you, you are the light. Do you ever feel that you may be wandering in the darkness of ignorance, as Hakuin Zenji put it? We all do become ensnared in all manner of things that cause heartache, that cause fear. We get caught up in all kinds of expectations, projections, and so our attention is not within this being of true Buddha nature that each of us has. 
Each of us is a sentient being, right? Does anybody dispute that? Hakuin Zenji's Song of Zazen that we just chanted starts that way, right? All beings are, all sentient beings are, fundamentally, Buddha. So to say Atadipa, the Buddha said this, it was to remind people, to remind those around him. This true mind that you feel this Buddha has realized is none other than your true mind. There is no other true mind, true light. This is what you have within you and that is shining even when you try your best to shroud it in darkness. It is always there. Of course, I'm joking. You're not trying to make yourselves suffer. But there is a sense in which we believe our own suffering, right? And therefore, we forget this Atadipa. Deepa, this light, is always shining. And this is why we come to Zen practice. It's why we come to an introductory weekend like this. It's why we come to Sashin to become a resident for Kese or longer time to find out for ourselves, what is this? First of all, Atta means you. What is this you? Who is this you? If you believe that you are simply the collection of very kind of up and down feelings, the roller coaster feelings that you experience, then you are not in touch with the true you. So that's something that we ask ourselves in Zen practice. Who am I? Who is this? What is this? Dropping all of our assumptions is absolutely essential to do this practice. This Atadipa is the truth of our own being, and no one can curtail it, no one can deny it, no one can circumscribe it. It is for each one of us to find out and to develop a mind of faith. So often, we truly are caught up in all manner of difficulties in the mind. And so we really forget this light that is all throughout us, within us, around us. The next line is vihārata, which means dwell. 
There is no fixed abode. So where are we dwelling? We are indeed in groundlessness. There is nothing that remains the same. So what does it mean to say dwell? What are we dwelling in? It means wherever we are, we can feel at home. This home has no particular geographical place, but is always with us. And this is again to be discovered. It is not something to hear and ascribe to just because someone has said so, even though it may be Shakyamuni Buddha. It is for you to feel, to feel at home in your own life, wherever you go. This is Virata. Ata Sarana. You are the refuge. We seek it far away, Hakuin Zenji says in the song of Zazen. What a pity. We are already here. No matter where we go, we are here. You may remember some of you, Ram Dass's saying, be here now. To be without any qualifications or conditions, adding nothing, simply to be here. Not only here at Daibasatsu Zendo, in this Dharma Hall, in this evening talk, but to realize here is nothing but everywhere when our mind is not clouded by thoughts of how here should be. Now. When is now? Hmm? Anybody? Hmm? Always. You can't say always, or you can say never. You can't catch it, right? It's already gone. But in that sense, be here now, always discovering this now with each breath. Now. So this is Atta Sarana, you are the refuge. You are your own true refuge wherever you go. Don't seek it elsewhere. Don't think someone else has to point the way. All somebody else can do is to, as Rinzai put it, Loosen bonds and cure illnesses. That's all teachers can do. Seeing how caught up a student may be, pointing in that sense to the bonds through face-to-face -face challenges in private encounters, and curing the illness of ignorance step by step, moment by moment, seeing how enshrouded 
we all can be and that there is a way. This is a way. This practice is the way to take off those veils, clear up, see directly. Anana sarana, there is no other refuge. There is a saying, this one or that one shining alone. And each of you right here, right now, is this one shining alone. And this alone encompasses everything without exception, all beings, past, present, future, all one. So just as each of you is right here, right now, even though you may feel you should be different, no need. Whatever you have identified as the cause of your present suffering, in Zen practice, in meditation, what do we do? Right? You are not stuck. You can simply exhale with your full awareness. And find that just as you are, you are fine. You are experiencing this light within and without. In the Song of Zazen, Hakuin Zenji speaks of just one sitting. He says, even those who have practiced it for just one sitting will see all their harmful karma erased. And what we are doing in this practice is purifying, purifying, purifying. This is a practice, all right? There are so many what we might say are uh, kind of indoctrinations that we have taken on without even realizing it. Habits of the mind, all kinds of erosions of our self-worth that we have learned throughout many, many years, and believing what others have told us about how we should be or what we should do, we have lost the faith in this natural, just, true self. This true self of Atza, Deepa. So this is something that takes time. It's an undoing of those bonds. It's a healing of that fundamental illness we call ignorance. Ignorance of our own true nature. 
So instead of constantly looking toward the future with anxiety and fear, instead of projecting and feeling apprehension about the next hour or the next moment, we can come back. This is our practice to return, return to this, this moment. To have faith that everything we need is right here. And that there is no such thing as a separate self. So how can we look for this in others? We are all one. This interconnected being, this one being. So Dhamma Deepa, this is the Pali for Dharma in Sanskrit, that we may say in one translation, Buddha's teachings or fundamental reality. But what is it truly? It is no different from Atta. You are this Dharma. There is no Dharma outside of your purified mind. And this is the process that we are engaged in when we do Zazen. It's a process of discovery to realize this Dharma Deepa, the light of the Dharma. And then it's Dharma Sarana. The Dharma is the refuge. When you feel cast away in some kind of continually deepening despair. I don't know if anyone here has felt that, but I think we often come to a spiritual practice because of that very deep, dark despair. And when you feel that, if you just remember the refuge of the Dharma, to get rid of everything you have acquired and taken as the real thing, to realize that this has no substance and that all you need to do is surrender to this moment. This, as it is, is the true meaning of Dharma. As it is now, it is always unfolding, always presenting itself to us as true refuge. We can give our lives over to it and feel no need to try to figure it out. It is offering itself to us all the time. And so this verse ends, Anana Sarana, have no other as your refuge.
So these words are no mere affirmation. Saying you are the light is not an affirmation. It's an invitation to experience this for yourself. And we cannot do that in a kind of continuous way without doing a continuous practice. We may have flashes of insight. We may actually feel, indeed, this oneness is who I am. And then things arise, life's problems come at us, and we may have a kind of amnesia about that experience. So that's why practice is so important. We practice it as one being, the breathing practice that we do, returning to one, is the most important thing we can really speak about when it comes to telling people how to sit, how to enter into a state of samadhi, of everything falling away, and just being in this rapt state of lucid awareness. It takes practice. It takes returning to one again and again. When you are counting your exhalations, as I said last night, sometimes you go on automatic pilot. You don't even know where you are. Return to one. This is not a mark of failure. Rather, it is a gift you can give yourself. By saying return to one, you are returning to your original atadipa, this oneness of being. So sitting after sitting, there is a discipline in this. There is a training that you came here to receive, whether you were aware of it or not. Your reasons for coming may have been just to check it out or just to have a little time away from all of the activities of your daily life, have a little breather, and indeed we do focus on the breath. But what you find here is an emphasis on a kind of formal ritual, and it isn't just about what goes on in the zendo or what goes on at meals. It encompasses all that we do, every minute thing that we do, awareness, attentiveness, whether you're sweeping or raking or washing dishes or cleaning the floor with a cloth. This, after all, is our everyday life. And if we can't bring the mind of attentiveness that we learn here, to what we are doing when we leave, then we haven't given ourselves fully to this practice. 
So dropping our thoughts as we sit and dropping our thoughts about what we're doing and just doing. This is what Ramdas meant by be here now. Just this, just being, just being as doing. It doesn't mean go hide in a cave. It means bring this with you wherever you go, to family, to friends, to work associates. Everything is a means of clarifying the mind and purifying karma. So when Hakuin said, just this one sitting, he doesn't mean, okay, one sitting, you're done, everything's fine now, right? How do you feel? Done? One sitting means for your whole life, for all your lifetimes, to have this awareness, this attentiveness, this true no self. Self falls away. This kind of feeling of, oh, I'm here and you're there and we're separate and you don't understand me. No, we are one. To face each other with this true gratitude that here you are. You seem separate. You have a different body, different mind, and yet we are experiencing this as one. Therefore, we can be of service. Therefore, we can bring this mind, this clarified and purified mind, instead of creating more harmful karma, we are purifying the karma that we have been suffering through. We come here, we sit down, and we simply give ourselves to this moment. It's that easy, right? And yet, as you have discovered, there is maybe a bit of difficulty too. And as you've also discovered, it isn't just the difficulty of painful knees and back and feeling that things don't really are, can't, you can't get comfortable in any position that you have tried and it's not working. What is it that really gets in the way? It's not the physical concern. What is it? The mind, the mind that is stuck, that is tied up in knots, that is believing in the misery that happens to be flowing through. There is this absolute identification with our suffering. And that's the problem. And that comes up again and again. So thoughts, thoughts seem to revolve around what? Almost every thought has some... I. Hmm? I. I, we, me, me. I and me, right? I, myself, and mine. Absolutely. That I, you can look at the, um, the letter I, right? It's like this. I, separate from everything else. 
This is very different from I uh, alone, this beautiful inner light that shines everywhere. So we have to really see the kind of um, addiction to separate selfhood that we all suffer from and work with it. And every, seem, every time we see our thoughts revolving around what I didn't get, what I can't have, what I really need, those are all ways of expressing a kind of inner enslavement. And that's what we're here to see and gradually let go with each exhalation. Know that we are not stuck, that we ourselves can return to one. So this Dhamma, this Atadipa, to be totally attentive to the present moment. That is what we are doing. We are just being as we are, learning how to settle, how to realize that light. And as you know, if you took a walk last night and the moon was out, the lake was still, and there may have been a puddle here or there. Wherever that light is shining, it reflects in every drop of water, everywhere. Rivers, lakes, streams, dewdrops. This is the light that you yourself are shining. So it makes a big difference, doesn't it? how you relate to others, whether you're relating with this light or whether you're trying your best to a kind of uh, keep that shroud over yourself. So what we are really doing in this practice is nothing but continually clarifying, continually experiencing what it is to see the mind as it is, to see the transparency of the perfect moonlight, as Hakuin put it, and the true perfection of our own natural wisdom. So however many years you devote to this, whether you leave here, and think to yourself, phew, that's good, it's over, yay. You have been touched by this, and it will be carried with you wherever you go. And you can always return to one. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.